Hello, it is Tuesday, April 16th, 2019. This past weekend was an electric one, and we talk about all of it. Ladies and gentlemen, a country music legend joins us today. <laughs> John Daly stops in to talk about the Masters and his friend Tiger Woods winning it, winning it again. And his friend Tiger Woods winning it again. Easy for you to say. <laughs> we dive into the Masters and how golf really took over the weekend and how the sport is back on the map because a guy who had a bad back is back. Uh, we talked about Game of Thrones a little bit. We talked about the NHL. We talked about NBA. And we talked about our lives. I think you're going to enjoy the hell out of today. It's almost like you have a front row seat to watch our lives evolve into whatever it is. The pub and Zito make terrible decisions on a daily basis. And you all get to witness it from right up close and personal. Todd McComas is back in the comedy world doing stand-up comedy. <laughs> you have a front row ticket for that. It's NHL playoffs. It's Gorman. It's Nick. It's Diggs. It's Ty. It's Evan. It's everybody. And I can't wait to share it with you. And you are going to experience something today that you've never experienced before because this is what you're going to do. You're going to listen to our show and you're going to say, you know what? The weather's changing. It's starting to get a little bit warm outside. I want to go experience something live. I want to go watch a show. I want to go watch a game. I want to laugh at a comedian. And there's only one place to buy your tickets from, and that's the presenting sponsor of the Pat McAfee Show 2.0, and that's SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the greatest ticket buying app on planet Earth and the moon. Yeah. Wow. If you're getting a ticket on the moon, you're getting that ticket from SeatGeek. Mm -hmm. The reason why SeatGeek is so damn incredible is because they scan all the other ticket platforms, all of them. They go, excuse me, other ticket platforms. <laughs> We'd like to scan the prices that you have for tickets so we can make sure that our customers get the most bang for their buck. The best ticket available for the best price available is what you're getting from the best ticket app. SeatGeek. Yep. Nailed it. You get it. SeatGeek, promo code PAC, get $10 off your first order. Promo code McAfee, get $20 off your first order. Shout out to SeatGeek for keeping the lights on in this place. We appreciate them a lot. You're alive, but are you living? Go live and experience something live with your friends at SeatGeek. Let's get into the show. Uh, Pub, you guys went golfing this weekend? Oh, yeah. Weekend? oh yeah, Tiger oh. motivating us to get out there. Yeah, I saw you actually hop on top of a golf cart, then over a barbed wire fence to hit a ball <laughs> off of a street. Yes, well, I had to. I tried to do it without the uh, golf cart, cut my hands up a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I, got a, I got a couple blisters. Hey, play but... it as it lies. You uh -huh. guys, uh, just for those that uh, don't follow Evan Fox or Connor or Zito on Instagram, we don't blame you for not following yeah, them. Probably probably uh, probably a lot should. of people don't. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> you guys went golfing in what was the equivalent of I think it was worse than my yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You For would sure. have an easier time putting in your backyard. Yeah, you, you guys golf place. in the golf course equivalent to the pub, which is just a shithole. <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect, perfect way to describe courses. it. So we wanted to play some golf, mm -hmm. and we found the closest golf course to the pub. And it turns out we got there, and I look over at the practice screen, and it says out of order. And I'm like, this is not a good sign. This is not a good sign. And uh, if you see the videos that I posted, you can see why. But usually year-round, though, it's a very, very nice greens. Yeah. They're, they're just You've fixing them all up. You've played there before, and it's been better? It's been yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, it's just out of the We've winter. I mean, you could even see the bob track or the bobcat tracks yeah. across yeah. the green <laughs> that were probably picking up snow. So just, were those the bobcats or Zito's tracks? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Might have been neat. So it's a nine-hole little shithole. Yeah. yeah. There's one par five, all par fours and threes. Uh, that's why we like it, though. Mm -hmm. You know, we showed up. We're the only ones on the course. Yep. Yeah. And uh, How much did you pay? It was eighteen dollars for nine with card each. Eighteen pots—that's kind of expensive. It is. Card, I thought that was, is. I was talking to them while they were golfing. 
And they said it was 18 for nine and a quarter. I said, for all three of you. Yeah, like, yeah. No, no, each. I'm like, holy shit. Mine was 26 because yeah. I bought balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic move. That's a classic How was the golf move. game? How'd you guys do? Uh, you know, we were up and down, but I mean, you can't, like, like I said, you can't really judge your game because there was no putting. Like, well, there it made wasn't better, putting, though. It definitely made us way better. You should have just yeah. had a two-putt roll. Once you got on the green, two adds two strokes. I'll t- good. Watching the Masters made me want to just go golf immediately. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It is such a relax, and I think that's a part of the allure of the Masters. The Masters nap is a real thing, and Nancy's voice is oh. just so calming. Oh, yeah. and Birds. Vern Lundquist gets oh, in there, and he's, he's the got best. a little so bit good. of a smooth stroke there with his mm-hmm. voice. It just everything about it was just like, man, this is awesome television. You're not going to see anything else like that, by the way. No. Where the world is captivated strictly by how relaxed and calm everything is. Now, granted, you throw a legend in the mix like Tiger was, <laughs> who has, by the way, I don't know if anybody else in golf could have done what Tiger has done to the fashion of golf. He walks into that golf club that is very hard to get into without a collar. With fucking T-shirt on. He had a, He's, It's a mock turtle. Well, the first one wasn't. I don't even think it was a mock turtle. It, it seemed just to be a T-shirt yeah. that was just kind of an athletic fit. And then on Sunday, he goes with the mock turtleneck. I'm like thanking Tiger strictly for his fashion thing, but also him coming back and doing what he did was just a thing of beauty. I mean, you're talking about Francesco Molinari going for a fucking swim, then old Cuzzy Finau, by the way. I like the way he plays. Yeah. Tony's oh, great. Yeah. Tony's yeah. the man. He's fun to watch. I like Tony Finau. I don't think I knew anything about him before this weekend, but I like the way he plays. Very casual, very calm. They look like they're wearing Air Maxes, too. Yeah. 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 That whole crew had a bunch of Air Maxes on. There was well, like six or seven of them. He was so casual and calm. Last if you remember when he dislocated his ankle celebrating a hole in one and then just sat down and just popped it right back in place. Yep. No, I didn't know that oh, was oh, yeah. 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 But he goes in to drink and then all of a sudden Tiger takes a smart shot. They're like, oh, the old veteran. The old yeah. veteran move aiming for the middle of the fucking green. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how veteran of a move that is. He just saw two people go in the water. I love the Masters though. This was the first time in my existence that I watched everything from yeah. Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday all the way through. And boy, I I really enjoyed watching golf there for a bit. I enjoyed it a lot. My girlfriend and I watched the final round at Sullivan Steakhouse, and we went on the bar side because no one was in there. We had all the TVs to ourselves. So we're in there watching. Gets down to the 17th hole, I believe. And some lady that had periodically, she would come from the restaurant side to check up on Tiger. Gets up there, and he's getting ready to putt. And she literally looks at her phone and says, Oh, there must be a time delay. My cousin just said he hit the shot. He's going in the final hole. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck did she just do? You came from that side to ruin my fucking hey, day? It, it was electric, like pins and needles. Yeah. Almost. I was on the edge of my couch, like, come on, Tiger. Just yeah. like feeling it for Tiger Woods. Yep. And I had bet on Tiger Woods last year, I think, in every tournament he got in. And then I said, I'm done betting on him. <laughs> I never said he was done forever. I just was done betting on him. And then all of a sudden, you watch him just kind of, he said plotting, which I don't think I particularly know what the fuck that means. He was plodding around the course. He said it a bunch of times in his post interview, plodding around, plodding around. I don't know what that means. But watching him make decisions there on hole 18 in particular, mm-hmm. where he laid up like twice almost, yes. I'm yeah, like, yo, yeah. Tiger, come the fuck on. Because <laughs> that tapping he had at the end, I'm like, oh, no. Could have. 
don't do this. <laughs> do not miss this tap in right now. Because then he goes to the overtime. I assume he would lose then. Oh, but yeah. I feel like he had it all under control. That moment with his son was obviously awesome. Mm-hmm. His daughter, his girlfriend getting some FaceTime, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good there, for her. there was a couple times there, though, where... Um, they were obviously cropping her out of the shot. Yes. The girlfriend. They had the daughter. The mom. The mom. It was a heavy zoom in for the sure. The son. Exactly. And it just was perfectly cropped out of the girlfriend. It's like, all right, we're going to need this for later if they break up. So exactly. yeah. let's make sure we get a shot. <laughs> exactly. Let's make sure we get a shot of just the family there. And we'll add her in. Then we get the family. Then we add her. Then we get the family. You got a director back there like, we don't know if Tiger's going to be in this. <laughs> <laughs> make sure she's not in there the whole time. I thought it was just a really good moment for golf. Did you we t- find out who paid the cop? to take him out yeah by the way what was that all about in my mind i studied the tape we talked about it on friday a little bit he had slipped earlier yeah he already had knee his knee was already wet and he was just playing catch up because he didn't want tiger to get engulfed by the those of you that don't know on friday tiger was walking and everywhere tiger goes he sells out golf courses by the way there's people that sell out stadiums there's people that sell out arenas Tiger Woods sells out golf courses. Mm-hmm. So you just got herds and flocks of people trying to touch him, be around him. And I would assume security is at an all-time high. Like, okay, here's our fucking golden boy, literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here is our golden goose for everything. They said that sales were up 66% or something in the PGA thing because of the red mock turtlenecks, oh, everything yeah. like that. Money just goes through the roof. And old buddy, security <laughs> guy, comes flying. There's nobody even around Tiger. <laughs> just super it's cop. A, it's another cop around him. Yeah, the other... <laughs> Comes yes. to protect him, does a soccer slide, like one knee back, and clips Tiger Woods' right ankle. And uh, Tiger, like, kind of looks like a wounded animal as he's <laughs> skipping out of it. And everybody is wondering, like, who the fuck is this guy? But the question I had immediately was, his knee was already wet. This is not this guy's first time on the no. ground. <laughs> and if you're a security guard at Augusta, I, I don't know what type of things you have to pass. That guy that guy had to have a great career before that day, and then he had the worst day of his fucking he, life. He was wearing his grass-cutting boots, and you could tell it. And there was, uh-huh. a, there was a little dew. There was a lot of little water on the greens, and then he's just not used to running with those boots on in slippery conditions. He was slick. I'm dude. assuming at uh, Augusta it's different, but most golf tournaments, those are just volunteers. Now, Augusta, there's no way you just have volunteers wearing a yellow shirt. Hey, no, it's just having yellow shirts. Yeah. <laughs> masters. Like, come on. You were talking right about uh, betting Tiger. Uh, Nick and I had pretty decent bets on Franco Molinari to win. It didn't matter. Of course. Like, I wanted Tiger I to Kupka. win. I will say this. Fran- Francesco Molinari, people are saying he choked. I think he got very unlucky. Very, very unlucky. He yeah. hit that one pine cone that yep. dropped him in the water again. He is a precision golfer yes that that guy is very impressive watching him the thing that i love the most though is when tiger finally took the lead yeah then he almost hits a fucking hole in one afterwards. what a feeling that had to be on the box uh, was phelps right behind him yeah Yeah. what what a feeling that fucking over his shoulder (laughs) phelps you couldn't see that guy zoom in phelps by the way he's one of us Yes. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Greatest Olympian of all time. One of us just hanging out, probably had a beer overlooking Tiger's shoulder. But as soon as Tiger takes the lead, instead of being scared, like you would tell most other golfers would be, they'd be scared of the moment. No, no. He almost hits a fucking hole in one. And it was at that moment. I was like, here we go. Here we go. This is what happens because everybody else had to watch that happen too. All the other golfers had to listen to it. They had to hear it. And it's like the tiger effect is a real thing. Man. Everyone else who took the lead on the back nine, then, Shit. then, bogeyed literally the next hole yeah they mm-hmm. shit all over mm-hmm. themselves yeah it was a real thing that patrick cantley dude came up yeah, out of nowhere yeah. <laughs> that was wild came out of nowhere nobody even knew he existed bang we got a new leader 
No, we don't. <laughs> bogey, bogey. He is back out of this thing. It was. Uh, uh, I, I enjoyed watching golf. Today's conversation is just heating up. We talk about everything, and you're gonna love it. Here's a quick math stat for you. Two-thirds of guys experience noticeable hair loss by the age of 35. Most guys assume losing their hair is inevitable as they age. Some don't care and shave their head, but what they might not know is that there are FDA-approved solutions designed to stop hair loss, and that may even regrow hair. Wow. That's why we're excited to partner with our sponsor, Roman. Roman makes it convenient to get FDA-approved hair loss treatment all from your phone or computer. You chat with a licensed doctor from the comfort of your own home. No appointment times or reading bad magazines in waiting rooms filled with other people. No weird looks from other people. You're not giving any looks to weird people. It's a much more convenient and easy way to fix that problem with your hair going bye-bye. If your doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's dedicated pharmacy can ship your treatment to you with free two-day shipping. Wow. If you want to stop or prevent hair loss, starting treatment early is key. With Roman, you can find the best approach to help you keep and maybe even, maybe, maybe, even regrow the hair on your head. The, the weather is starting to break. The sun is starting to shine. There's no better time to let your flow flow than now. That's why you need to get on with our friends from Roman. Let your hair down and let your hair flow. Maybe even regrow some hair, Nick. Get Roman. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bingo. He's just saying. Oh, oh, Bald-ass Zeno. Yeah. <laughs> stones a in a glass house, bro. <laughs> Roman is giving... Side. Roman is giving new members a free online visit at GetRoman.com slash Indie. That's GetRoman.com slash Indie for a free visit to get started. Go to GetRoman.com slash Indie. There are solutions to losing your hair, and Roman has them. FDA-approved solutions to make you grow, maybe even regrow your hair, and keep the hair that you have. It doesn't have to go bye-bye. It can stay forever with your friends at Roman. GetRoman.com slash Indy. I knew Tiger was back, too. Me and Evan were talking about this earlier. So typically, like, after he does that on 16, gets that birdie, takes the lead on 17, he'll fucking yep. shoot one into the way right. right. Fairway. Yeah. Yeah. He piped both those fucking drives down the center and... Before well, he took out the three wood too. I think. He, yeah, I, I, he mm -hmm. did on eighteen, but on seventeen, he absolutely just hammered it. And like you know, hundred yards away, he's already walking towards it. Like mm -hmm. knows it's perfect. I was like, all right, it's in the bag. It's the done. The thought of that eighteen, though, I don't know if it was him and his caddy or not, but there had to be a moment where he either was talking to himself, like, "All right, Tiger, listen, you don't have to be like old Tiger. You're a new Tiger now, you know." And what did Tiger decide whenever Tiger was in remission and when Tiger wasn't a good golfing Tiger? If we get a chance to win, we just take the win. We don't need to bury anybody. We just need to take the win. Another a fifth green jacket here, Tiger? Fuck yeah, we can lay up. <laughs> give me that three wood. Yeah. And then his caddy was probably like, are you sure you want a three wood? Yeah, give me that fucking three wood. What are they going to do? Judge me out here? Looked around probably as he held up the three wood, looking at everybody going, like, oh, he's not taking out the driver. Yeah, you're fucking right. I'm going to bogey this hole, and I'm going to win the Masters right now. That was a cool cool thing to just watch tiger set aside any pride that he might have had you know what i mean because tiger i would assume that's a very difficult decision for him to do you watch tin cup i mean you might as well judge yep. every single human that lays up right. after watching yeah. tin cup tiger is known to be a killer like that's what the red is you know what i mean we're power day this is we're gonna kill and he decided to lay up and take the dub and i was like you know what 
I'm proud of the old tiger. Yeah. I'm proud of the old tiger for making that mature of a decision. For instance, I'm in that Lake Tahoe thing. It's official that I am uh, 100% in there. Nice. Let's go. Big news. Had to sign the paperwork. Had to give him my shoe size and my handicap. Don't have one. Made one up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. What'd you give yourself? 13. Yeah, I'm about, about Oh, yeah. That's 12, all right. That's fair. Uh, 12, 13. We'll see how it goes. You may win this thing. You may win this. Let's go. 12, 13. But if I'm in the lead there and it's coming down to the last hole, and I just need a bogey or something. It's going to be hard not to go for a birdie. I'm going to be honest and just fucking bury it home. I'm going to have to have the tiger conversation with myself. Like, mm-hmm. oh, just take out that fucking, uh, just take out the little hybrid, bub. Just pump. Mm-hmm. Just go ahead and pump that thing out there in the middle of the fairway. Yep. But I'm not going to do it. I'm going to give me that fucking big stick. <laughs> We're going out exactly how we came in, and I'm probably going to lose. And I'll have to have that tiger moment with myself. Well, a lot of times, dudes, like when they do take the gas off on 18 there, like they'll fuck up. Right. Like, just because it's a whole different style. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite of what he's been doing all day long. And he, and he almost did. Yeah, it was a little right, and he said he had mud on his ball. That's why he laid it up again. But then he easy chip and two putt. Mm-hmm. Tiger two putts there. What if um, Brooks Kep- Kepka makes yeah, that birdie? Now we're talking. Yeah. Kepka makes that birdie. Yeah. I would assume Tiger then puts it on the yeah, green yeah, and yeah, then yeah. does Goes his thing. It. Yeah, I knew there was something special going on on nine. I think it was the ninth green. He made that putt. Well, he didn't make the putt, but he put that putt out there that was like no joke, probably downhill. 35, 40 oh, foot putt downhill footer, that just yeah. kept rolling yeah, and yeah. then checked up right by the hole. Yeah, I it was. It was awesome to watch. Mike Greenberg of uh, Get Up Now, Mike and Mike, he put a two-minute diatribe out about how he felt watching Tiger Woods come back. And honestly, I don't think anybody could hit the nail on the head. It was like whenever we were kids, we were watching with our old man, right? We were watching that with Tiger Woods brought my dad into golf, I think, honestly. John Daly and Tiger Woods are the people that brought America into golf. Then it kind of disappeared. This younger generation wasn't the – most likable generation of golfers and now tiger comes back and leads and wins and then his kids are there it's like literally a full circle of just life coming together and mm-hmm. i bet you golf couldn't be more thankful for everything that happened down there at augusta greatest moment in golf history i said i teared up did anyone else tear up sure i was oh, like, yeah. what the fuck is going on yeah, I, I very much question myself. I, <laughs> I never met the guy. It was hard not to. I know, though. right? Never really met the gone. guy. I know. And I was, and then you think of the kids, right? You think of the obviously the yeah, mom, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you think of the whole situation whenever you see that. But instead, it's like this is awesome for Tiger, yes. man, the greatest athlete at a time of all time. Mm-hmm. He was the most dominant yes. athlete on planet Earth for a long time. Long pain time. as well, right? Hell of a fall from grace. Mm-hmm. Hell of a fall from grace. Both publicly, physically, mm-hmm. mentally, yep. everything goes all the way down to the bottom. And then watching him come back up right there at Augusta. I mean, that's a... Because he led, what, two years ago? He led it in Augusta? Uh, there was a few years yeah, ago sure. when he put it off of... Uh, Did you say, yeah, sure? No, he had a share of the lead on uh, Saturday. I think like two years ago. Yeah. And I, that was whenever we all kind of got back into it. Like, here we go. He's back. And then that's where, obviously, you saw that video from scratch where uh, Tiger Woods is watching. Everybody talks shit about him. And then that little smile that he had, I was like, oh, man, that's how those guys operate, by the way. You give them just a little glimmer of a chip to put on their shoulder, it's just like, here we go. Everybody can eat shit. And also, he's got a billion dollars still. Yeah, yeah. And he's got greens and fairways in his backyard. For sure. You just run those yeah. clips of people talking shit to him in his backyard over the speakers. I'm mm-hmm. sure he's getting in some extra reps. Get that flat stick hot again. What if this is the time where Tiger just goes and wins 45 more fucking I hope so. Very 
very possible. It'd be, be good awesome. for golf. Oh, yeah. It'd be good for golf if that happens. I was very surprised to see the stat yesterday that that was his first major that he's won when trailing on Sunday. Yeah. That was very, that was very surprising to me. Because he's, uh, what, whenever he gets in a lead, he just never just gives it up. Correct. Yeah. But like the fact that he had never come from behind, being as dominant as he was ever, was very, very surprising to me. I've always said this, that professional golfers lack the competitive gene. Right. That's why Tiger Woods came in and dominated because he was the first one who had like the professional athlete competitive gene because mm -hmm. they're always handshaking afterwards. Like, oh, great game. I missed that six inch putt, which cost me one point <laughs> five million dollars. But I'm not going to swear or show any emotion because oh, it's just golf, whatever. Tiger came in and he had that athletic competitive gene where it was like, fuck mm. you. If it's not you, it's you know what I mean? He had that yeah. killer instinct. And you kind of watch that play out on Sunday where everybody just knew they were a part of the Tiger story. It almost felt like Francesco Molinari knew that he was just a part of a day that was about to happen. Brooks Kepka, Tony Finale. It was almost like everybody was happy for him. Where if I'm the young stud, by the way, I don't know if, I, if I'm a golfer and I am a young G mm -hmm. and this old guy comes in and, and does his thing. Like, I think I'm taking that personal. Like, uh, no, 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 this isn't your fucking golf course. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you don't see that out of any of the no, young golfers no. because Tiger's that much of an animal. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. Tiger, there, everybody was happy for him. Everybody shakes his hand. Mm -hmm. Tiger is an animal. <laughs> Zito. Zito just uh, did a good call there. Thanks, Zito, for that. But it was, you didn't feel any of that from any of the younger people. It was like, no, no, no. Like, it's not your time anymore. He's right? also like every one of those guys' idols. Yes. Right? Every yep. single one of them looks up to that guy. So it's probably difficult in their mind to get that type of compassion and think about it Nick. anger think angst. about it how many of those kids and i call them kids that are in that thing would not be playing golf if it wasn't for tiger Woods? probably a lot of them all they're watching them on saturday yeah. 10 years ago 15 years ago they're no, like, no, that's the country you know? club kids like foxy <laughs> these kids grow up in a golf club i would assume tiger's face is plastered everywhere though. everywhere he's the guy he is he's why you play golf no he one else made golf cool like john daly, john daly is literally the only other guy that made golf cool that's legit, too. Yeah, I, I can't think of anyone else. But I'm just, I don't know. To I your, wish I would have saw a little bit more fight, though. The to end. your point, though, like, they were interviewing Kepka right after he mm -hmm. was done, and that's what, like, he was saying, like, oh, I think this is the first of a couple he's going to get here eventually. Like, they're already talking about him winning majors down the road as opposed to being like, hey, I want to go after this guy and go for his throat. Well, that's the difference, I guess, between the gentleman's game and the games that I play. Right. Yeah, like, right. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's probably why I would never – I did think – and this is this is me being just the biggest asshole walking this planet. <laughs> I was watching that Patrick Cantley kid play yeah. mm -hmm. and some other kids play. And I was like, I'd focus on golf for six, seven months. I could beat these. <laughs> six, seven months. And there's a golf course right next to my house. I almost drove over there and set up fucking like instructions. Like I need a coach. I need six, seven months in the morning. Just you and me figure this thing out. Teach me how to putt. We got these bums like Patrick Cantley leading at the fucking thing. That guy looks like he couldn't lift a, a soap off. Of right. That kid looked like he couldn't lift a pencil. That, that was literally one of my first thoughts. And I was like, Years and years and years of practice for these guys. Yeah. Let's have a little bit of respect for what they hey, do. Master's conversation means we have to talk to one man and one man alone. Yo, yo. John, JD, we're excited to listen to the Verizon playback song. I was hoping it was hit it hard right there. Oh, I was. Uh, I got to get that on there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a golf champion, a life champion, a country musician, a legend. Ladies and gentlemen, John Daly. What's up? Uh, 
Hey. How about them hogs? Hey. <laughs> woo saw. No. Woo. Woo pig. Woo pig suey. <laughs> <laughs> woo pig suey. Hey, you're damn right from Arkansas. Pride of Arkansas, John Daly. You just spent a few days down at the Hooters outside of Augusta. How was your week at Hooters? Uh, Masters week is always an eventful week for John Daly. Well, I will tell you this. The scenery was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, a uh, lady almost killed you and your family. This year, not as eventful, I hope. No, everything was pretty smooth. I think we only had one little incident that hit the fence, and it was just a nub. It wasn't bad. <laughs> hey, uh, you went viral uh, in the middle of the Masters for a one-handed putt with a cigarette hanging out of your mouth. What was that all about? Well, hell, the guy wanted to bet me 100 bucks, so I said, sure. So I took his money and went back to selling. <laughs> <laughs> How's the family? How's Anna? How's everybody doing there in the Daily Clan? Everybody's good. Little John, a week ago, Sunday, shot 66, came back from eight shots and won the tournament. Okay. All right, here we go. I like that a lot. He's a a stud. Um, Will you be his caddy uh, one day, or is that something where you just kind of stay hands off as a dad? No, I'll let him do his own thing. I I don't like it when they push the kids because they don't want it as much, and Little John wants it so bad, and I can see it in his eyes and the way he practices and the way he plays. It's just – it's so much fun to watch. Do you think when Little John's playing in the PGA, Tiger Woods will still be playing? Uh, there's a possibility, yeah. How did you feel as a legend in the golf world? We talked about this earlier today. You and Tiger Woods were the two people instrumental to bringing in America into loving golf. You watching Tiger Woods make that run he just made, uh, what did that feel like as a fellow golfer? Well, it just shows you that he's he's back. And, you know, I idolize Jack Nicklaus, but you know what? I've seen, hey, this is a generation of breaking records. The Bambino curse for the Red Sox. The Cubs finally won the World Series. Tiger Woods is going to break Jack Nicklaus's records. I, I'd love to see him. Love to see him do it. To be honest with you, I think it's just great for the sport. Did you Did you watch the way he played the 18th hole, and did that surprise you as much as it surprised me? He kind of laid up, kind of took his foot off the gas, did it in a strategic, smart manner. Or do you think that's just good, smart golf? That's smart golf. When I I left uh, right after he. Uh, made part on 17 to beat the traffic but i said just make your bogey and win that's what you know that's all he had to do and hey it don't matter as long as you win by one or a hundred as long as you pick up that trophy how are you hitting them right now are you playing pretty well i haven't really been playing i had my meniscus cut out about a month ago and and last week uh well we were in mississippi so it's been about five weeks that was my third week on it and tried it finished eighth in mississippi so it's coming around uh, what what younger golfer do you look at and you say, you know what, this guy could be the next guy for the sport of golf to kind of carry on? Brooks Kepka seems to be a guy who's very hot right now. Uh, Dustin Johnson hits the ball a long fucking way. Who's the younger guy that you're like, you know what, the golf can rely on his shoulders for the next 20 years whenever uh, Tiger's done? It's hard to say because Dustin and you know Tiger and Rory and all these guys are kind of still dominating, so they're still young enough to – still be that guy but is there going to be another tiger woods i don't think i'm going to see it in my lifetime um it's just amazing how he wins golf tournaments not really hitting his driver that straight and it just shows you what how creative he is getting out of trouble and making putts when he has to it's just amazing to watch
Uh, I'm playing in Lake Tahoe in July in that pro-am. What are some things I need to work on after <laughs> watching me golf? You're not a professional golfer, Pat. Who cares? Shoot you 110 and have a good time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, I appreciate you so much. I need to see you again. We all miss you. We hope life is beautiful, and I'll talk to you soon. You got it, baby. I love you. Hey, love you too, man. Have a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, he hit it hard, man. Oh. John Daly. Thank you so much. You can have your Tiger moment in Tahoe. Yeah, we're talking. Oh, I'm yeah. serious. Well, we're because talking. I, like many others, I don't know about you guys, I didn't lay any money on Tiger. I had this guy, that guy, this guy, this guy. Love that Tiger's in it, but he's just not going to finish at the end. I'm sure I wasn't alone with everybody's thinking. Right. Uh-huh. Same thing with you at Tahoe. There's no way. <laughs> no There's ways. no way anybody thinks. First time in the tournament. <laughs> the 13 no handicap. No one. No yeah. one will pick you. You know, a lot of those people... Um, by the way, that handicap is just completely made up. I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make a handicap. Uh, you got to play a certain amount of rounds yeah, and report yeah. to the state and all this shit. I had one at one point, very, very, very low. The state gives a you a handicap. lower than 13. Yeah. No, so you put your I scores one around in the USGA. Two. Yeah, I had like, the state gives you a handicap, Zito. He is. <laughs> uh, golf handicap is different own. than human handicap that you have. Oh. Yeah, yeah, It's like yeah. a hospital thing. It's like a state thing. No, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a golf thing. So if you have a 13 handicap, that means you shoot 13 over par on average 85 right now which i in my head i was like if i was to go golf tomorrow i think i would probably shoot yeah that that honestly seems right that was that was probably where i was at but Mm -hmm. back when i was really golfing i was at like a two like a 1.82 or something like that which is incredible yeah Yeah. it's very fucking good yeah yeah me and aq shipley were playing like fucking three times a day though (laughs) dropping 74s all over he wasn't married first i wasn't there was his first first time and And you guys aren't playing pub golf courses yeah exactly you're playing real golf courses. yeah well we're playing gc GCI just used to just let us do whatever we wanted up there. Golf Club of Indiana, very, very nice of us. But I'm just hoping I can tap into that from years ago whenever we get to Tahoe. Just let me tap into sure you that. Can. You'll be able to do yeah. it. Yeah. What are you worried about most like in terms of your game? Uh, sure. Yeah. Putting on the if greens. you can make pots. So uh, Sam, I think, is buying me a little putting thing for the house. Nice. Sweet. Yes. You need to get the flat stick going. Today, I think she's buying that today. So that should be in the house tonight where it's this, it's this place, uh, Kin Relaxed. It's a store here in town. <laughs> and uh, um, they, uh, they have this thing. It's like, I think it's like 30, 40 feet long where you can fix the... Uh, Mm. Undulation and everything. Yeah, Yeah, so I think Sam's gonna go buy that today. So I'm gonna start working on the putter. My my driver, I feel good with my driver. The only thing is if it gets tight, I can't draw Mm -hmm. on demand. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 command, I guess. I can't draw on command. So if I, I, I should be able to figure that one out. Which I think is just keep the elbow tighter, I think is what people say. Mm -hmm. But the the 130 in is going to be something. Because if you watch that golf, you literally have to put it to close if you want to score. Right. Yeah. So that's where I'm going to have to get vicious at. Where, To be honest, I don't know where I'm going to practice that at. Your backyard? Yeah, but I don't know if... Like hitting off turf and then hitting off grass. Yeah, right. Two yeah. very, very different things. You got to go to grass. a range and yeah. just hit off grass. Or grass you got to just talk to that golf course and ask him at like 7 o'clock at night, sun's still out, not many people out there. You just post up 130 out and you're just firing balls into greens. That is probably what I need. Like yeah. 150 and in. I yeah, that's the move. That's the big move. I think the putter will get hot if I have that thing in my house. I think the driver will always be there. And if my driver's there, that means the 150 and in is all I need. Because right, I do right. hit the ball yeah, far. Exactly. So that is going to be my big weakness, the 150 and in. Did you buy that grip for your uh, putter yet? The super stroke? Oh, yeah. No, I have not. You need I got that. one. 
What did he say? 13 million people have that? Superstroke had a commercial during the Masters, and I think it said 13 it's great. million people. It's great. I'm like, Good yo, Superstroke. Yeah. I'm like, what a flex that was right <laughs> there. On Join the 13 million other people. I'm like, whoa, how much are those? How much are Is it the big fat one? Yeah, yeah. the big fat. Because it takes your wrists out of it, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. It, take, it just makes you have bigger. Like a grandfather clock. You, got nice to t- you better touch. That's how would I. Uh, there was some really impressive putting happening sure. this weekend. Oh, yeah. Those greens, that's stupid, too. Those yeah. green, when they would do those la- those flat shots where the the camera was right next to the green, you're looking at the, onu- the undulation. undulation of them. I mean, for hacks like us, we're throwing up 110. I mean, on a good day on that course. It literally looked like putt-putt. Yeah. Old Cuzzy was facing this way. I think it was Brooks Kepta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The hole was behind him, and he just rolled it like four feet, and then it just took an immediate left. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. That's unbelievable. I love that, though. That's my kind of golf. Oh. Yeah, me too. Oh, I think I do too. I love it. The um, except this weekend there was dirt on your green. Yeah, not quite <laughs> yeah. the same. Not quite the yeah, same. Sod. I'll be excited to see how I do out of that. What is that? Attorney. July something. July ninth. Something. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, we got a lot of time Nine? that weekend. Yeah, yeah. That weekend. Ninth to the fourteenth. We got nothing but time. I was <laughs> watching that thing and I was like, oh, man, every shot they really seem. And then I'll see one shitty one. I'm like. Yeah, I hit those too. <laughs> yeah, mentally, come on, we can get there. Because it, all it is is mental. It's all it is, I feel like. You well, know. when we were in Arizona, after the first nine, you were dialed in. <laughs> yeah, come on. Get that those first nine, nine the holes, they were tough. Just a warm-up. You get a practice round. They yeah, were, get a yeah. practice round. Yeah, get a practice round. Get a couple of those in. But I'm going to have to play a pra- uh, practice hey. round before the round starts the same day, though, yeah. hey. to get the shot warm. It's at altitude. By the way, too, Ooh. you can bomb Ball, yeah. Ball's going further, so I definitely have to work 115 in there. We are in the oh, mountains. Yeah. Driver will get me there. I just have to get it to 150 and below. And that 150 you have left is really like a 135 yeah, shot. Yeah, nice mm-hmm. little gap wedge. So the or, yeah, or the P. Bring out the P mm-hmm. out there. Bring out the pitch. Maybe mm-hmm. the unduffable. Hey, May second. <laughs> <laughs> The unduffable might make an appearance out there. That thing almost got thrown out in the fucking street with the methods just about a week ago. I bought the unduffable from the Golf Channel about 3 a.m. Told me to eliminate all my duffs from my chipping game. I've used it in the office here. There's a lot of duffs left in there. There's a lot of duffs left in that bag. And for the golf nerds, it's a 65-degree wedge. So it makes sense why he's duffing it a couple times. Yeah, but it said, it clearly said unduffable. Mm-hmm. And it's... <laughs> I've duffed a few times. Incorrect. Todd duffed that thing too. Oh, a lot yeah. of times. Triple duff. <laughs> Todd's one. If, 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 if you can put it unduffable on anything, <laughs> I'll duff it. I mean, I'm, I'm a duffer <laughs> I'm by s- trade. King duff. duff. Man. Yeah. <laughs> King duff. <laughs> <laughs> I loved watching it though. Mm-hmm. Sam even enjoyed it, I think. I passed oh. out for a little bit. I, I think Sam even enjoyed watching golf there for a minute. And it was just like such a cool thing to do. It was I, awesome that we got up and it was at 9 a.m. Exactly. Yeah. That was, I didn't have to wait till 3. So like, you guys liked it. A lot. I loved it. it. Yeah. Sure. It was perfect. Because I don't think I ever watched the old way, like had my entire schedule set up to what this whole thing, this whole weekend, especially uh, we came out of 14 straight days of work. Mm-hmm. And it was about, I was about to lose it, to be honest with you. I was about done with everything. Literally, I'm going to shut the shop down for like a month and a half. Like, fuck it. <laughs> Let's figure out something else to do. I'm done with it. So this weekend, I was very much looking forward to the Masters helping me. Like, I was like, okay, I'm going to have a weekend with the Masters. Just kind of turn the body off for a minute. And then waking up and it just being right into the thing was fucking beautiful. Great. It because, was just like London when they play yeah, the, yeah. the games in London. Yeah. Because like, typically, like, Tiger wouldn't have teed off until like 2.45, uh-huh. 3 o'clock if the, without the inclement weather coming in. Well... 
And did the weather ever come? I oh, mean, yeah. it rained towards there the towards end. the end, but yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think the afternoon was what they thought it was. Uh-uh. I never, like whenever we had coach training camp, our PR guy somehow became the weatherman. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, "Up, oh, got a huge storm coming. Better move practice up." We're like, "All right, we're practicing inside, and it's going to be early." So inside means for me. Nothing because the roof isn't big enough, right? So me, Vinatieri, over, and we're all basically just out of doing anything. And then the as soon as the practice ends, you walk outside, and it's just like fucking bright, shiny, eighty-eight degrees outside. And I'm like, oh, the storm must have blown over, huh? Must have blown over. Hey, it didn't get much better. Your buddy Troy is the weatherman over there now. Oh, he calls it to the head coach. Troy's the greatest. Troy is the groundskeeper for the Indianapolis Colts. And he is exactly in your head how you're thinking he is. That is exactly what he is. The, the head groundskeeper for an NFL team is just as hilarious as you could imagine. Just like the equipment managers, just like everything like that. Speaking of the NFL, OTAs are kicking back off for a lot of people. A lot of teams are back in business, back to work. Uh, Russell Wilson holding yeah. the Seattle yeah. Seahawks a little bit hostage there. Uh, kind of an interesting move. That's not very much a Russell Wilson move no, in my Sierra eyes. Move. Oh, yeah. Well, the rumor is to now, too, I think it's that, Sierra and the agents. Well, kinda, wasn't the last yeah. time he was in a contract negotiation, he didn't sign it to like one of the last possible days he had? Uh, I think so, but I, he never threatened that he wanted to leave or anything. No, now, but not that. Yeah, like, now the word's out of the bag. That, but I don't think he has ever said anything, right? No, you're right about that. He yeah. t- Russell Wilson has never said never. anything. It's always the people around him. He was on Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon asked him if he wanted to be in New York, blah, blah, blah. Hey, yeah, you want to be in New York? <laughs> and uh, he responded with like, yeah, it'd be cool, but I'm a Seahawk now. He's always deterred any of the uh-huh. drama, mm-hmm. but it's all getting spun up and, and kind of twisted behind the scenes. I think it might get a little bit ugly over there. And Pete Carroll, by the way. Not a great track record with his star players. I mean, Earl Thomas literally flipped him off, yep. said that he was flipping him off on the way out. Richard Sherman, the Legion of Boom, they all hate him. Uh, Pete Carroll basically banked on Russell Wilson being the future of the Seahawks, and now it all might come crashing down. Pete Carroll probably just retired, probably see his ass at Lake Tahoe. I mean, that, guy, <laughs> that guy doesn't have much more to fucking prove in the football world, especially if you lose your stud quarterback. Can't Russell Wilson, though, like you said, it's not, it's not him personally saying it and you're saying it's the agent but he could shut that down though if he wanted to. he right? could come out and get which i'm assuming by the way his first media session that's going to happen at these otas because he's starting quarterback for the Correct. team he's going to have to step up there they're going to ask him how his offseason went how everything went this how's this how's this and obviously some reporter is going to be like what happened with the deadline and i assume russell wilson will have a beautiful finesse yeah, yeah and just get out of there and end it with go hawks at the yep. end of it i assume he won't answer at all but i think his team is very much looking forward to him getting in a much bigger city under brighter lights so he can continue to do everything that russell wilson wants to do dancing videos and shit like that. you mm-hmm. you have talked about how um you don't need a high-paid quarterback to win the super bowl would you preferably as the gm with seattle seahawks trade him so everybody instead of paying him hundred million dollars a year, Dan Orlovsky year, had but. an incredible. I mean, actually, I'm going to ask Dan Orlovsky if he'll call right now. This is behind the scenes. Thank you. What's up, champ? You got ten minutes. I have anything you need. Oh. Can you call my show? I'm talking about Russell Wilson. Of course. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is the man I just mentioned. He was a. Quarterback in the NFL for a long, long time. Now he's one of the best brains on TV when it comes to foosball. He's handsome. He went to the University of Connecticut. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Orlovsky. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? 
Dan, I have a question for you. What up? We were just talking about the Russell Wilson situation, and I read a tweet that you, you put out earlier about Russell Wilson's stats and all these things that he's accomplished. And I think the question is, is Russell Wilson worth the cosmic contract that he's going to have to get paid to stay in Seattle to make the Seahawks a contender? And I, after reading your stats, it makes me think that he is a guy that should be paid with the same respects as all the other big-name guys. Am I correct? Absolutely. He's absolutely worth the contract. I mean, you have to look at it when, like, when teams are forced to pay or come to the decision-making of, like, all right, do I pay this quarterback? Because that's what it comes down to. Do I pay this quarterback this much money? And if I do, does he make up for the three or four other players that I may not be able to sign because of that? Is he good enough to make up for that? And Russell Wilson is a guy that not only uh, is – but has shown that he is like, he's a guy that has shown, I don't need the great receivers. I don't need the great tight end. I don't need the great running back. We don't have to have all that. I'm good enough to overcome that. I mean, statistically he has had the worst offensive line in the NFL over the last eight years, the worst yet still has every season he's been there has at least 10 wins, but one. And that season they had nine enough said. Okay, so a lot of people would say, myself included, that a way to win in the modern NFL is have a quarterback on a rookie contract and build up around that quarterback with a lot of money going elsewhere. I would assume the same type of thing happened in Seattle when they had the Legion of Boom and Russell Wilson on his rookie contract. Are the Seattle Seahawks in a better place to get a younger, cheaper quarterback and build the team around it? Or watch Russell Wilson get paid in New York or somewhere else and watch them have to deal with the uh, domino effect of that much of a salary salary cap hit going towards one player you better pay russell wilson here's the thing that is the right now like that's the convenient narrative for teams to say or for fans to say is like just get a cheap quarterback and pay everybody else a couple things on that there is a vastly different reality between a cheap quarterback and a quarterback who's really good that happens to be cheap we've seen a lot of cheap mm. quarterbacks it doesn't doesn't mean your team is going to be good. Look at the Denver Broncos. They've had some cheap quarterbacks over the past couple of years, but they still have good players. Vaughn Miller, uh, Chris Harris, Demarius Thomas for a while, a couple good offensive pieces. They're not good. They don't have a quarterback. That is, that is the, like the, the misnomer. Second thing is this. It, like, it's the convenient thing to say that, but Russell Wilson's been in the NFL for eight years. Seattle was the first team to really do that, to do like the cheap quarterback, let's pay everybody else. If it's so successful, why have only two teams been good at it? Because at the end of the day, it's to win the championship, right? It's not to like get to like 10 and 6. Seattle's done it. Philadelphia's done it. Every other team that's done it has not accomplished the ultimate goal. They may have gotten better, but my thing is this. If you do that as an organization – it sends two messages. One, you're setting yourself up for the vicious cycle because let's say Seattle moves on from Russell Wilson, trades him, and Seattle drafts Drew Locke. And Drew Locke becomes what they hope he becomes, a really good starting quarterback in the NFL. Four years from now, you're forced with the same decision. Do we pay Drew Locke or do we go try to find another quarterback? And then also, what are you telling people in your organization? Like, hey, once you become really good, we're not going to pay you. No one's going to buy into that. So there, it's, it's not as simple as it, we, we kind of make it sound nowadays. 
I would argue that the Seahawks did tell people that already, that no matter how good you get, you're going to have to get paid elsewhere. The Rams, I think, had a successful way of, but I think the Rams might only be successful because of Sean McVay and they're pulling the strings with a quarterback who is also cheap. Is that something that if you're going to be a team that has a younger, cheaper quarterback and build up around it, you need the offensive whiz kid to put uh, pull the strings behind the young quarterback? And is every young head coach that's getting hired because they're an offensive wizard going to have the same success as Sean McVay? Dude, I have a job at ESPN because I was in camp for six weeks with the Rams. So, like, anybody tied to, <laughs> anybody tied to McVay is good. Like, no, they're not all going to have success. Like, here's the thing. Sean McVay's brilliant. But he's as great of a play caller he is. He's much better of a leader. Like, people are just saying, like, oh, he's really good at play calling. He's an incredible leader. And don't sleep on the fact, Pat, like, that year they went, don't, they got Robert Woods, they drafted Cooper Cup, they drafted Whitworth, they kept Saffold, they had Sue come in, they got a keep to lead. Like, they, they also went and got really good players, too. That helps. Uh, so I don't expect to see the Matt LaFleurs or Zach Taylors go and become these. We're not going to have a bunch of Bill Walshes. Like, it's not – Pulling plays is like playing quarterback in the NFL. There's not that many of them of around. So, I um, you know, right now we're in this. You know, uh, everybody likes the um bop song, and, and it's the fad. But it's it's there's just not that many people that are great at it. Umbop was a heater. Uh, Cliff, <laughs> no Kings, Cliff Kingsbury, you didn't even mention. I'll assume that he's going to suck in Dan Orlovsky's <laughs> eyes. Um, what is your? He's the only coach that I like think can really challenge my hair. So he's a handsome son of a bitch. What do you think? No doubt. Uh, um, what do you? Oh Jesus, he is, isn't he? I mean, AQ Shipley, who's friend of the show, said that he's a grinder too, in early, out late, that whole thing. What is your end game, Orlovsky? Everybody. Everybody knows Lewis Riddick is attempting to become a GM somewhere. John Gruden became a head coach. You break down film on TV better than any other human I've ever seen it. Are you thinking about one day getting into the coaching world or the general managing world, or are you just uh, content at yelling at people in morning ESPN television? Yeah, no, no, dude, I have no intentions of, of getting into coaching right now or general managing right now. Like I've got a young family. I'm able to be at home, be a dad. I'm like, aren't you, I, I kind of like you're saying, dude, like, aren't you like, work hard, enjoy life, cash checks, all that. Like, I'm just into that mode where, like, just work really hard, be really good at what you do, make good money, make fun of people, come on really cool shows. Laugh more, hate less, work hard, cash checks. Dude, I love it. Like, I I love it. I think you should start, like, an apparel line and put that on Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay, we have a merch line. We'll write that down. Yeah, we'll have that. the Orlovsky <laughs> collection. It'll be, uh, hey, when are you and I going to be on Get Up together, man? Dude, you go on Get I'm on Get Up literally every day, and somehow I get a day off if Pat McAfee shows up. So I don't, I think there's some internal stuff going on. Like, hey, ESPN, I'd love to get a shot at Get Up. Just make sure Orlovsky's not on. <laughs> too many white people. I think that's, you can't have too many white people. You know what I mean? You got to do what you got to do. That's a valid, valid point. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a sleeper pick this year uh, to win it all? Obviously, everybody knows the Cleveland Browns are building up a monster in Cleveland. Freddie Kitchens it seems to be the right guy to kind of manage all those personalities. Uh, the Raiders have made some big-time plays here in the offseason. You got the Jets picking up Lev Bell, who could potentially help the young quarterback figure out his way in the city of big lights. The Patriots are still the Patriots. Tom Brady just took confetti out of his goddamn helmet uh, just a week ago getting back started. Who's a team that's really going to surprise some people this year in Dan Orlovsky's eyes? 
Yeah, I mean the Colts. No, um, I do love the Colts. But listen, I'll give Me you too. two teams that I don't, I don't necessarily know or get talked about enough. Tennessee Titans. The Titans are going, like, first of all, their defense is very good. Uh, it's only going to get better. And they added Cam Wake. That, that is a, a nice addition to a defense that is nasty. Another year under Vince Grable. They also added Roger Sapple, that guard. And that offensive line is going to physically assault people every week. Derrick Henry is going to be 700 pounds by September <laughs> running over people's faces. So I, I think I think Tennessee's got a chance to be pretty good just because playing like that style of football. Um, in the NFC, I'm going to – I took them last year and it was a bad decision, but I think the Falcons can regroup if they get healthy. I really do. They're so talented on offense. Dirk Cutter, they're going to score 30 a game. Uh, that defense being healthy, if they hit their draft – Atlanta will be really good again, too. Okay, so I've had this thought about Matt Ryan since we played him in Atlanta. They had a Hail Mary to end the game, and he was 20 yards short of the end zone. Is Matt Ryan a guy that can lead the Atlanta Falcons to a Super Bowl? You mean like two years ago type stuff? Oh, well, yeah, like to win it, though. You he know, literally like, led them. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, they had a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl two yeah, years ago. We all know. Yeah, we all know what had happened there. They didn't win it. In uh, uh, Julio Jones, so, yes, he can lead. Julio Jones again yes, did not report. Super Bowl. Julio Jones again did not report, but a Super Bowl victory. Like, are the Atlanta Falcons with Matt Ryan able to go and win the Super Bowl yet again after that 28-3 situation? Or are they going to have to hit the reset button down there in Atlanta? No, 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 no. Now, Matt Ryan's got like six to eight really good years left playing quarterback. Wow. wow. He's plenty good enough to win a Super Bowl in Atlanta. Absolutely. He's handsome, too. I'm a big Matt Ryan guy. He can hit a golf ball now. He can hit a smush of golf ball. Oh, is he going to be in that Lake Tahoe tournament? Uh, that already happened, I believe. No, nope, it didn't. Um, or it's maybe that up. was the AT&T. That was that uh, one. Yeah, aren't you so smush? I would imagine he's playing Tahoe. He could smush it. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to beat him. Got a question? Uh, Dan, real quick, Flacco, does he kind of get his career back on track in, in Denver, Denver, or oh, are yeah. you burying him? No, I don't see that. Um, you know, Joe Flacco, just being dead honest, has been an average quarterback outside of one Super Bowl run. Statistically, he's an wow. average quarterback. Wow. Uh, and so I don't, I don't sit here and go, oh, man, all of a sudden going to Denver. Also, you know, I know Denver's got some young, promising talent, like Cortland Sutton at receiver and whatnot, but they're struggling uh, – offensive line is that going to be better is Munchak going to get them better I don't see Flacco all of a sudden be going oh my gosh he's a 30 touchdown eight interception guy he's probably going to throw 24 touchdowns and 14 interceptions your brain is so good Orlovsky I pre- not like that type of I'm talking football <laughs> <laughs> I, get it. I mean Jesus let's get Jeez, out of here. I have four kids yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're probably going to listen to the show that's on me man that's on me uh, I'm so thankful for you Dan you really do crush it on ESPN you're always uh, a joy to watch man I appreciate you so much you're the best brother alright have a good one ladies and gentlemen Dan thank you Dan ready dude Conversations flowing today. Mm-hmm. A lot of things happening. And also, the time is now for you to become a better looking you. Oh. Earlier today, we taught you on how to regrow your hair. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. And on the complete flip side of that, <laughs> it's time to manscape the hair that you definitely Ooh, shouldn't yeah. have. Ooh, right. Get it out there. Everybody talks about shaving and trimming and all these things to make your nestled goods look better than they've ever looked before. But there's also this hesitance and a little bit of fear that if you were to shave around your sensitive areas, what could happen? Ah! 
A little bit of a catchy catch. A little bit of a snaggy snag. Uh, A little bloody blood, bleeding bleed from your sacky (laughs) sack. Uh (laughs) Then one company came through and said, listen, let's get an unnickable operation. Manscaped.com is here to save the day. The Perfect Package 2.0 kit features the Lawnmower 2.0 with skin safe technology. This trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts while you make your Manscaped a perfected masterpiece. It's also 100% waterproof and shock resistant. Precision tools for your family jewels. Your balls will thank you later, and so will your significant others. Because not only are you looking at your disgusting, unkept, pubic hair looking scrotum and Ball sack. Uh, not good. Significant others are as well. Yeah. And they will mm-hmm. thank you for you using manscaped.com. You get 20% off right now and free shipping and a free travel bag with the code PAT at manscaped.com. Summer is right around the corner. Let's go ahead and take care of the goods. Let's manscape the shit out of those things without the fear of nicking or bleeding all over yourself. Manscaped.com, code PAT, 20% off free shipping and a free travel bag. The Perfect Package 2.0 kit features the lawnmower 2.0 with skin-safe technology. This trimmer will not snag or nick or frank your balls. <laughs> Manscaped.com, code PAT, 20% off free shipping, free travel bag. I absolutely love this stuff. There is zero fear when it comes to my ball's beard with Manscaped.com in the way they take care of your kit in caboodle. Ain't that right, Gorms? That's right, man. Got to take care of the boys. They take care of you. Yes, they do. Make them look good. Make them look fresh. Make them look nice. Also, smell better and keep them manscaped. With code PAT, you get 20% off free shipping and free travel bag. Go ahead and take care of the kit in caboodle today. Okay, so Dan is saying that Russell Wilson is a guy that you should pay to make up for the team's flaws. That's interesting to me. I think I've personally said it and well known on this show that I hate Russell Wilson. Yep. Yep. You hate him as a person. As a person, but I do think he is a really good quarterback and that they probably should pay him. You, why, his people want him out of Seattle. Is that because the East Coast bias, I'd assume? Is that why? I assume she wants to live in New York. Sierra? Oh. Yes. So you think this is 100% because of Sierra? A thousand percent. But those two together in New York, that's a tough team together in New York. Being one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and she's... He also wants to be on the Yankees. He has a massive ego. He wants to play in a bigger market. Jesus. Go Hawks, bro. (laughs) Go Hawks. You think that's what it is? I think that's a huge part of it, yeah. He wants a little bit more shine because right. Legion of Boom back in the day, he was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Whenever they were winning everything. Now, Seattle is very far away from everything that isn't Seattle. I mean, Correct. that is a, yeah. I mean, Seattle to New York, what a six hour, seven hour flight. I mean, that is not even being talked about. Other than Starbucks was started there, mm-hmm. Seahawks are good. Uh, their fan base is insane. Good fishing. Good fishing. Good fishing okay, up there, there yeah. we go. There's right. fish out there. It's always raining. Canada's right there. Yeah, a lot of good views. Mm-hmm. It's not really talked about as a no. a destination place for players. So that could be something that Seahawks are going to have to battle with for a long time too. If they lose their star quarterback because he doesn't want to live there anymore, that could have a, a, a rip, ripple effect. Would, would you blame him though? Because when you watch him play, like the the game is all on him. Like you, hundred percent. It's third down. All right, I'm going to have to run another first down or the, the strike. But I will say this: he's looking to go to the Giants. I mean, you got Saquon in the back there. That'll help you out a yeah. lot, yeah, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. Eli Manning hasn't looked great over no. the last couple of years, no. and they just shipped out one of the best wide receivers. 
receivers in the game to Cleveland, but having Saquon in the backfield is quite something to lean on. The fact that it's all like it almost just feels like everybody on the internet knows that Russell Wilson's going to the Giants. It just feels as if everybody's like, today is the final day that Russell Wilson told the Seahawks to work out a long-term contract, or he's going to the New York Giants. <laughs> it's not like, oh, he's yeah, going to test free agency. It's like, or he's going to the New York Giants. This is like Gronkowski's agents. Like, yeah. He's thinking about retiring for a lucrative <laughs> acting career. Uh-huh. It's like, Russell Wilson, you don't get him a long-term deal. He's going right to the motherfucking New York Giants. We all know it. It's like, they have to put that out, too, because the Giants are probably going to think about drafting a quarterback next week. Mm -hmm. So now Russell Wilson's people have to play like two steps ahead. Like, Hey, let's not get too high on that draft pick over there because uh, when (laughs) old uncle Russ comes flying into town, (laughs) our free agency, we don't want to have to make any uh, crazy decisions then either. The NFL never stops, man. Ever. What Tiger Woods owned the weekend. Uh, NBA playoffs are happening right now, by the way. That's all happening. NHL playoffs are happening. It's about to be over, though. One more game, man. NHL playoffs are over. (laughs) (laughs) Good season, man. Good season. Like you you said, though. Yeah, you reversed the curse. I reversed the curse this weekend. Hey, Hey, look at me. I was happy for you in that regard. That I reversed the curse? Yeah, because then that's something else you don't have to carry that weight on your shoulders. You know, you can sleep easy at night. For those that are wondering... Um, <laughs> the Pittsburgh Penguins were playing during the Masters. Mm-hmm. I had uh, two TVs, no big deal. I live well. Wow. <laughs> one on the Penguins game, Ooh. one on the Masters. Oh, next to each other. Same. Uh, one below the other. So it was one above the other. Oh, wow. Masters was much larger than the Penguin game. It was kind of a smaller one because we're down 2 0 at the time. And uh, right before the puck drop, I almost put out a tweet. <laughs> almost. I almost said, Pens don't lose three in a row. Not in the playoffs. Not this team. Not team that I've been watching. So, uh, but I decided. I thought of Nick. I thought of AQ. I get death texts from AQ Shipley after I put out those <laughs> tweets and the pens lose. Like this is your fault, you fucking asshole. Like why did you have to do it? Nick sends me gifts of like literally the most terrible things, making me feel bad about myself. So I, I thought about it. I had it all typed up and I just deleted it. I was like, you know what? I don't want this today. I don't want this smoke on the internet today. They go on to lose. As soon as that game's over, I had one sitting in the barrel. <laughs> I didn't tweet that the Pens were a lock today, and they lost. The curse has officially been reversed. <laughs> <laughs> been following this team all season, every period, every shift. True. <laughs> <laughs> they won't lose again. Go ahead and lock that up. <laughs> so I would like you to know, after my deep, deep, deep dive into the analytics of this team, I've been watching every period, every shift of the playoffs, of every single skate session that they've had since the playoffs started. And I have seen this team go through everything that they need to go through since the playoffs started. And I don't (laughs) think they will lose again. I think they go undefeated from here on out. The Islanders got no shot at all. They might not score again, by the way. Matt Murray's about to stand on his goddamn head. Sidney Crosby, who gave zero effort, (laughs) zero effort in a video that was sent to me, isn't going to let that be on film ever again. Mm -hmm. Phil Kessel's looking thinner than he's ever looked. He Mm -hmm. hasn't had hot dogs in a couple weeks. He's feeling good. Gino Malkin is getting a little feisty. Chris Letang's hair is flowing unlike any other time I've ever seen before. The Penguins will not lose again. Go ahead and lock it up. Lord Stanley's coming home to Pittsburgh. Let's go! Great value. Very thankful that the curse has been reversed.
I'm happy I can say that now. Good job. And have 100% confidence that that's going to happen. Am I right saying this, Nick? Four teams have come back from a 3-0 deficit to win the series? Yeah. Only four? In the history of the league? The 100-year-old league? Yeah. Let's go. Now five, baby. Let's go. How about that? even better. One. One for the thumb. One for the thumb. Hey! <laughs> One for the thumb. Here you go, Pens. I believe the Penguins are going to do that. Good for them. Wow. Good for the That's Penguins. Plus 800. How Lock good it is, in. How out of all the locks you've given, this one is the most locked this one in the most. Lockable. This is lock it's it up. Lockiest. It's the good. tightest. Yeah. Well, the curse has been reversed. Uh-huh. So, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Curse is reversed. Curse is reversed. That Long Island team looks good, though. Oh, they do look good. They look very fucking they good. They're skating. <laughs> they are skating, aren't they? Yeah. They're just skating circles around the Pittsburgh Penguins. But not anymore. Uh-uh. Not anymore. Anybody else in the NHL playoffs look uh, impressive? Ooh. Tampa doesn't. One of the teams that had like this historic run, maybe one of the best regular seasons in the past 20 years, and they're just getting their asses kicked all over the ice. Columbus, man. Columbus out there up 3-0. Somebody tweeted me and said Michael on the podcast said that the Columbus Blue Jackets were going to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they wanted me to thank Michael. Oh, Michael. thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Good job, Michael. Mike. We could have used that hint yeah. when we were putting guy, butts in. No, it's pretty. He makes pretty good picks. Michael. Yeah. Yeah. Michael. Michael's locked in. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that. Uh, by the way, I took that credit from the guy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, that's why we have brains. Brains from all over. <laughs> I think he was talking about when we had Francesa on, and he said the the, the jackets had a couple. Of oh, <laughs> yeah. came pretty well. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now listen, okay? <laughs> the, the, the blue the blue jackets got a couple guys who can skate. Okay, okay, okay. okay. They may not win. <laughs> they may get swept, but, but they got a couple guys. Who can I think skate. I might be on Mike's on soon. Oh, oh that's fucking awesome. The world ain't ready. I, I yeah. have no idea what'll happen between me and friends because I honestly, just like Alex Jones, I view him just as a character. And I don't know if that's how he is. I don't know if that's... I'm just now learning about this Francesca character. Well, it's really started to like blow open here recently because uh, back after this, the Funhouse account has... Ha- like Now Francesca's oh, yeah. responding to it saying like... You know, everyone knows that guy, Doctor's uh, Clips. <laughs> what, what about you saying uh, Tiger had a, a nil chance to uh, win the Masters? I never said that. <laughs> I never said that. Uh, I'm excited. I got a text from um, Mondo. Yeah, Mons? Mondo tweeted me yep. or whatever. I guess he's part of it. I'm I'm just learning about the Francesa world, but boy, what have I been missing? They, they made a 30 for 30 about the man, don't forget. No way. Yeah, the Mike, yeah. Mike and the Mad Dog. Him and Mad Dog, yeah. Mad Dog just has that stoic look on uh, MLB channel every day. That <laughs> yeah. guy looks like he, he looks like Gorman in like, <laughs> 10, 15 years from Ooh, now. Yeah. A bunch of wi- he's a little more like a, a wiry, more wiry Yeah, a little look. bit. But like 10, 15 years from now, let's say your nutrition he, he goes down. He's insane. Well, yeah, but he, he has... Like, <laughs> by the way, he but, really does. Yeah. But he has this look where he's just like very professional. He always has like a Gorman collection but, shirt uh, on. Good collection. But when he speaks, though, that's a different story. You got anything? Uh, not. I'm still, <laughs> yeah, still working on him. He's, oh, hey, speaking of one of my favorite uh, impressions from last week, was uh, Lou Holtz. <laughs> Ty, is Coach Lou Holtz here again? Hey, Pat, how's it going? Lou Holtz in the building. I just want to let you know I love the Pat McAfee show. Okay. All right, Ty. I've been told by a birdie 
that there there is another Lou Holtz in the building. Uh, Lou Holtz, if you could please join us, that would be which which one is it? The coaching Lou Holtz or is it the post coaching? Post coaching ESPN Lou Holtz. Hi, Lou, listen, that's a good football team. Okay, I love the head coach Mac Taylor, and I go back many years. I remember one time we were playing down there in the swamp, and I I just come up on that today. But if you want a younger Lou Holtz yep. when he's trying to run, there are three things that we need to get successful today. <laughs> any American, any human being has to do to be successful today. One, get on your knees each morning and thank your dear Lord. <laughs> Number two, I mean, he's that guy. And then he got kind of a bit crazy and loose lipped on it. So. <laughs> that was impressive. <laughs> I forgot. I know. That. Here's the truth on that. I laughed my ass off last week. Ty's doing Lou Holtz right there, and I'm like, I want to come in right now with Holtz. Oh, I should have. Right and I was like, No, I'm not going to do it. So I said to Pat, like in passing, I'm like, Hey, you know, I got Lou Holtz hanging around once in a while. He's like, Huh? I'm like, Yeah, just he's around every once in a while. I forgot though. You used to drop that in every once in a while in the locker room. You'd come in with a fucking oh. full on. Hey, boys, how's hey, it going? Hey, you're, hey, listen up. You guys are a good football team. <laughs> What stays in this locker room will stay in this locker room. (laughs) (laughs) Can you ask us, uh, you guys playing cornhole? Who's who's, who's good at cornhole? What's the games you guys have in this locker room? This is my locker room. This is your locker room. You make it over (laughs) yourself, but you've got a bag in your hand. You're throwing the hole. What are these kids doing? (laughs) Foxy and I hung out with Lou Holtz. Oh, yeah. Just last year, I think. The wildest Christmas party of all time. all time. Those people are just swimming in money. Oh, my God. The way this this one company that has Lou Holtz on their board of advisors, (laughs) and they had this Christmas party. It was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Most insane shit I've ever been a part of my life. These people are just shitting out money. (laughs) They paid me a shit ton of money to be there. It was absurd. I had no idea it was in, in, in Indiana. It was... It was wild, but Lou Holtz talked to the everybody there was drunk. Yeah, <laughs> hammered. Everybody there was hammered drunk at three in the afternoon. Lou Holtz, who loves the Lord, just was obviously paid to be there. Yep. And he got up there and tried to give them a speech about how the next year is going to be their best year, and it was just not well received. <laughs> not good. I was just looking around like not a single person is listening to Lou Holtz, <laughs> and I gave him like a. Hey, yeah, yeah. Oh boy, Lou. And you had him do the bumblebee thing. I did. I had him oh. do that bumblebee thing's my favorite thing. <laughs> made me believe that I could do a lot of things that I can't do because bumblebee isn't supposed to fly. That's right. <laughs> what a great line. <laughs> Anything else happen? Game of Thrones. Okay, yeah. here we go. I thought about it. Did you do it? And thought about watching it. I did not. <laughs> I I stepped away strictly because I wanted to hear the Throner's thoughts in the room on how it was and whether or not I should invest the next, what, month and a half into watching these Sundays? Correct. Because this has been a two-year hiatus now, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. So nobody could have guessed if it was going to come back worth a shit or not. In your eyes, as Throners, we'll go around the room. Todd, you and I are not Throners. No, we are not. Gorman, we're, you're not a Throner as well. Foxy, you are not a Throner. Nope. But everybody else in the room is diehard Game of Thrones. And I didn't want to invest... The 17 minute YouTube video beforehand, <laughs> then the next month and a half, mm-hmm. until I heard initial thoughts from the Throners in the room after a two year hiatus going into the final season. How did you guys feel it went? Great. Amazing. You yeah. loved it. Great. Ah, 50 50. It was all right. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm on hold the line. on. Hold on. Hold on. 
So we got two cult followers that are just down for whatever happens, I think, in Diggs and Zito. It was great. It was amazing. Yeah. Which, by the way, the internet said amazing. The internet was on your side. Now we have Nick, who's a eternal pessimist, realist, and... Cynic. Real. He has a tattoo on his body as well. A Game of Thrones tattoo on his body, which... He's also a book guy, too, by the yeah, way. He's yeah, he's read the books. And Connor, you said 50-50. Yeah. You, you were also noted throner. Mm-hmm. Why did you say 50-50? Well, you know, going into it, I wanted death, 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 which I understand. It's six episodes. You know, you got to take the plane off and you got to land the plane. But, you know, we didn't get any killing. We got a little bit of dragons. We got Jon Snow riding a dragon. That's probably the peak of the episode. Yeah, I saw the internet love Jon Snow hopping on the back of his avatar. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think, do they have the same name? It's He's a, named after the the. Well, then he boned his aunt, right? His father. Yeah, that, that was last yeah, season. Was, we didn't we didn't even get any ant boning in this season yet. Okay, so well, we kind of did. Zito, you said great. it was implied. It was implied. Yep. Nick, why did you not love it? I just thought it was. A, it felt like a five year old high school reunion. That's a, it's just uh, like it was all the characters meeting up with each other, kind of like setting up and and explaining where they've been, what's been happening with each other, which you had to do obviously. But I felt like there could have been one or two more things thrown in there mm-hmm. to kind of liven it up a little bit. Yes. Is there? It, does it seem as if it? Now, Ty, you're a diehard thrower as yep. well. Does it seem as if it's setting up for a massive amounts of action to pop off here in the next couple weeks? Yeah, big time. I think last night was solely for fan service for all the people who wanted to see some of their favorite characters like get, get back together and everything. Was Ed Sheeran in there? Uh, he was not, Unbelievable. surprisingly. Uh, yeah. They did but, confirm that he's still alive, though. In the Game of Thrones world, Ed Sheeran is still surviving. What if that motherfucker's the last one on the throne? What if Ed Sheeran is the last one on the throne? <laughs> Singing a little ditty. I know yeah. nothing about Sitting it. But by he's the campfire. Just, yeah, he's got his little uh-huh. guitar. It, hey. That's... Club is the best place to find love. Where I go, me and some friends have some friends in They killed all these motherfuckers. They call it Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. Now where's my bitches? All my bitches, they can get my bone. Cause I'm Ed Sheeran, king of the fucking throne. Ed Sheeran, my name's well known. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be cool. I wonder if that's going to happen. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I feel like uh, kind of like Avengers, where not everyone always gets along, but they have to come together, and it was just basically them showing the meeting it's of just, everyone. It's who's a show that's based on like killing and death and betrayal, and that one felt just Nick, like this such a, this feel good, yes. like, oh, let's fly around on our dragons. There's four episodes We're all having coming. fun now. I know. Movies. Like movies. I said. It Lake. was all right. They will follow you, John Snow. They will follow <laughs> the white-haired lady that loves dragons. Don't be like Sean, Sean Connery's in the next episode. But don't be like this young generation that needs fucking action like John Wick every single... I love no, John Wick. No, that's, that's, that's not what it is. And again, I, I, I'm 50-50, like I said, but I'm more teetering towards the edge that I liked it. I think they delivered the second half of the episode. Watch it's just, it again. Yeah, well, I'm going to watch it again probably four or five more times, but they opened a little slow. Well, yeah, some of these characters haven't seen each other bad. for seven years. I said years. it wasn't bad. All I right. said it was all right. So that's going to grow into something awesome. I should dive into the 17-minute YouTube and then catch up is what for you're saying? For sure. Yeah. All right, cool. Something monumental is about to happen. Uh, I can't wait for that. Uh, Game of Thrones is going to be incredible. Huge shout-out to Dan Orlovsky calling us. Uh, also, John Daly, who called in earlier today. Big thank forward to him. And uh, to everybody listening at home, we can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to this dumbass show. We can't thank you enough. Uh, the pub fine 
decision on whether or not it's been cut in half yeah. due to X amount of shirts being sold will be decided uh, today on Ooh. social media at some oh. point. Also, as announced yeah. on my Twitter last night, six cities. Um, we'll be touring six cities in June. Um, if you can guess all six, you will win a free VIP to the uh, city nearest you. Free Ooh. VIP experience. Look at you. Which is backstage uh, with us, probably ping pong or cornhole. Uh, have a couple of drinks with us and then go enjoy the show with your friends or whoever you're with. Uh, that contest got launched last night, so go ahead and tweet us. Hashtag Endgame. Hashtag Endgame. We are coming to six cities. If you can guess six of the six cities, you win VIP treatment at the city nearest you for our show. Uh, you're the absolute greatest. We can't thank you enough for myself, at Tom McComas, at Diggs with a Z, at Nick Morado, at, hey, Gorman! <laughs> at Viva Lazito, at Boston Connor, at Evan Foxy, and at Ty Schmidt. You're the absolute best. We appreciate you so much. Ty Schmidt, hit the music. Well, I've won and lost against the best This old road's been a hell of a test I'm still driving, I ain't slowing down There's rules I love to break and bend Mistakes I've made again and again But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around I hit it hard, man So far, man No laying up, no holding back Ain't afraid of nothing, it's a natural fact I hit it long, man Till it's gone, man Keep taking chances, live at large I hit it, hit it, hit it hard Yeah, most people would have given up by now All the rough I've seen, these ups and downs Somehow I just keep on playing through So all you critics pull up a chair At the winner's circle soon I'll be there with a high five and a smile for you Hit it hard, man Tell me how to live my life These lawyers and strings Spending money like my ex-wives Sure I gamble and I drink And smoke three packs a day Hell, ain't country music Supposed to be this way It's from the heart, man I hit it hard, man So far, man No laying up, no holding I hit it, I hit it hard, I hit it, I hit it.
keep in it hard, man. How about you?